0: have a different winner this weekend guys max takes the 70th anniversary by storm and Merck's tyre woes return what a race this was and i do want to say the word race because this wasn't just mercedes 1 2 this was a red bull 1 mercedes 2 mercedes 3 wow happy birthday formula 1 huh so uh, i am once again with my co-hosts jake and keith and i am oz um We'll start with Keith today. How are you?
1: I am very, very well, but I think I'm like a lot of people. Britain is baking, so I hope that you're all staying (laughs) hydrated and sanitizing your hands.
0: Gotta send love to all of my simps out there. Make sure you stay hydrated. Uh, Jake, you?
2: Yeah, again, I mean, I, I can't stand this weather, to be honest. Once it gets to about 2021... Um, It's not really for me. It makes me kind of think of that scene from an interview with a vampire with the sun coming over the well That's sort of me if I leave the house, so I'm I'm stuck inside But yeah in terms of the race. Yeah, wow It was a bit unexpected that one wasn't it? I mean we kind of had little warning signs If you're Merck, that they didn't like those softer compounds We know they don't like the hot temperatures, but no one would have predicted that it was uh, really unexpected and also it's not one of those Red Bull wins in the hybrid era where they've kind of had Mercs colliding, Mercs imploding. It's a race where they had the best pace and they won on merit. They didn't even have to do an odd strategy. I mean, they just covered Merck off in the stops. They didn't hang out to dry. They, they didn't try anything really super different apart from that masterstroke of qualifying on the hard tyre. But I think even without that, Max just had the pace all ends up. Uh, yeah, it was really unexpected and kind of a nice surprise. Wasn't it good to get another winner?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And just uh, before we continue, a um, little bit of a story time and just to explain how much Jake does not like the sun. When we went to Le Mans the second time around, uh we were in the grandstands. I was at the front enjoying the race, having a nice tan happening, and I just looked behind me, and Jake is literally sat about six rows behind me in the shade, just shaking his head, going, no.
2: That was <laughs> awful. That was... Almost as bad as when I went to Silverstone and I got sunburn and I was sat in a tent. So that was that's an achievement. Um, I've also got sunburn at Brands Hatch in April on an overcast day as well. Um, I think it's something to do with the paddock grandstand though. It, it just it draws the heat and it reflects off the concrete. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it.
0: I remember. But anyway, <laughs> um, we've got quite a lot to talk about today. Um, should we? just go straight into qualifying and then talk about things like the Hulk, and racing point, do you approach them? Sure.
2: Why don't we just dive in? I mean, I think those are dive points in. we should Fair definitely, you know, the big things is, is great. Hulk was back. Hulk smashed it. Merck not winning. That's a big talking point. And obviously as well, we should talk about that racing point um, investigation, but we can cover that when we talk about the teams for sure. Why don't we dive into quality? It, it was a good session. So
0: Qualifying. Um, so, yeah, qualifying, it felt sort of wasn't, yeah, I mean, I think qualifying to me was just the same as it always has been, apart from Hulkenberg making it into P3, like that was the only real yeah. shock of the day.
2: It was what really surprised me, though, and it seems it wasn't picked up at the time and no one's really talked about, it, so I'm starting to doubt whether it's something I've misunderstood, but the quality, the poll time was, I believe, uh, is it a have 105. Can you find that? Key, or hmm. one. Sorry, I know it ended with a five. What was the poll time? Sorry. Uh, it was
1: 125. That's it. 25.
2: One. Of course it's not. 105. That'd be Donington Park levels. Uh, so it's 125. Week before it was a 124. So it's about a second slower. Um, and how is it to do with these new balloon tyres? Because they were on. They qualified obviously um, using the mediums in Q3. But that was last week's softs, which is the tires they used last week to get those times. So there was no difference in tire compound in Q3. So it really surprised me that whether the cars were set up to protect tires for the race, so they dialed back a lot of the quality pace, or whether just those extra few PSI, they make such a difference. And whether that is what made a lot of the cars going a lot. I mean, Merck was still one and two and by a long way, but. But a second off last week. You or did everyone decide to turn the engines down? I don't know. But that, that was really the only big surprise. Um and for me. And it was it was cool having a quality session where people were almost like, you know, maybe we'll go through on the hards, um, like Max did. What a master stroke. But then you also had this, was that soft tire just a waste of time? this weekend because no one could use it for anything it was it wasn't even good enough for one quality lap it would die by sector three i mean i think
0: even in practice one i want to say you know sorry yeah uh practice one on friday like i saw them and then at one point they all just came in i was like what's going on because it was so hot on friday and they were just torching the tires yeah every single last one of them it was it was insane
2: and obviously, Pirelli had dictated the compounds for that weekend. So they had eight sets of these rubbish tyres that they just had to kind of burn through. Maybe that let Merck down a bit. They didn't really do much running on the medium or the soft because they thought they knew them because it was last week's soft and medium. Um, so, yeah, in practice, you were right. The cars were all out in softs and, soft and they, they were blistering like mad. They looked terrible and, it, and they weren't even good enough for a lap.
0: laps as well. It was insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were just, I mean, and I don't know, I think only Hulk whacked them on at the end of the race. I don't think anyone else ran them because they were just a garbage tire. It reminded me of that sort mm. of 2012, 2013 Pirellis, the, the softest, the kind of Fisher-Price era, where sometimes Red Bull would pit on like the first lap. They'd literally do lap one and pit straight away because that, that soft compound was just so useless that you couldn't couldn't use them. Or back then it would have been super soft. Uh, and then was before we had ultra soft and all that jazz but um, <laughs> um, yeah it was just not a good compound was it didn't, didn't do it did do it for anyone really and, and having someone qualifying Q2 on the hards yeah I mean master strike from Red Bull
1: Yeah, I think I, the, uh, the sign that those softs were just complete lumps of cheese was that when Lewis was running that mid-stint, mid-stint so long you keep thinking okay well he'll get those soft boots on and he'll just fly but what did he opt for he opted for hard yeah. Because they just knew that the best bet they had was to rag a set of hards rather than try and yeah. nurse a set of softs. So, I mean, it's, it speaks to uh, just how awful and how ultimately unusable those compounds were this weekend.
2: It's really interesting, isn't it? Because you never think that, you know, every weekend, obviously, they set the compounds and they say, this track's hard on tyres, you know, so we'll have harder compounds. And you just think, oh, okay, well, that, that is what it is. But you never realize it's just shown how true that is because i think in monaco they'll run a step softer than that soft um and in other tracks like austria they'd run that f- tire fine in sochi you could run that tire where there's no deg with that lovely track surface um and you know no no well no excitement but at uh, silverstone <laughs> the long speed high speed corners are really killing the tires and uh, i don't think uh, catalonia is going to be any kinder in fact it's probably a bit heavier on tires than uh, silverstone
1: yeah i I'm sure think it's it won't just be any, as any colder either No,
2: it won't be. It's supposed to be really hot. I'm not sure. Well, I've had a look at what the towers were announced to be at the start of the season, which was the same as Silverstone last week. So uh, C2, C3, C4, I believe is what they're going with. Or is it C1, C2, C3? I mean, I'm
0: wondering if the FIA and Ross Brawn will change that maybe because, that, it, they because, will. because of the results of this weekend.
2: Right? Well, I, I was thinking, I was going to you know, kind of touch on that with the a bit. I, I won't be surprised now if that happens. It kind of happened yeah. to the Red Bull in 2013, isn't it? Where Pirelli were kind of, in 2012, Pirelli were kind of told to make really soft tyres. It was basically to bock Red Bull because on any t- they would have just dominated. And as you can see in 2013, when they finally got on top of the tyres, they were absolutely untouchable. And I think after seeing this, you know, Ross Braun texted uh, Martin Brundle to say, hey, you know, I bet you're happy now. Haven't we had a race or whatever (laughs) it was? And um, I won't be surprised now if we just see tyres that are way too soft. I don't really know how I feel about that. I love seeing different winners. But to me, if it then just means Red Bull win every race, that also doesn't work. I'll be interested to see how the other teams feel. I know a lot of the midfield teams probably don't like those softer tyres either. Some will. I thought, for example, Ferrari, they, they're really soft on their tyres at the moment. Um, somehow, I'll come on to that. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And these higher pressures apparently are going to stay as well. So Merck are going to have to think of something pretty quick because uh, they, they could be facing this quite often otherwise.
0: Yeah, I mean, but just on that, how many like, hot races have we got, right? I mean, we've got Spain and then we've got Monza
2: and Monza and Mugello. be Mugello. Monza and Magella be hot. I think with Mugello, that I don't think it's, it's easy so for overtaking, true, right? and it's basically flat out the whole lap Mugello. Yeah. So you might mm. find that if you, if if a Merckx qualify, qualify, on pole, they could probably hold it together. Mm. It'll be races like in Monza. You think they'd be okay? Maybe Spa, but that can be changed. Maybe conditions. they might be
0: okay because that's a very. I mean, that's not really particularly hard on your no. tyres because it's just straight right yeah. left, straight again right left. Like so, they the might one be able to get away with there.
2: I think the one that sticks out for me is Bahrain. That won't be fun for Merkel, no soft tires. They will shred those to bits. Tracks that they'd be okay, Sochi, um, and obviously Abu Dhabi. So, you know, it's just a resurfaced car park. Um, Those kind of tracks, they'd be okay. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Might spice it up. Maybe having the extra degrees. I don't really know much about Imola. I I, I can barely remember it. I think... um, I I only remember Imola everyone's getting really excited about. I think it's great to have a historic track, but it never really produced many amazing races from what I hear. Mm. Um, But I might've just been the era from where you didn't really have that early 2000s. I don't know if you know a bit more Keith. I know obviously you're a bit more knowledgeable with that era than uh, certainly I am.
1: Uh, Well, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, the problem with Imola is that obviously it's completely stained with its, you know, with its worst, the worst tragedy in my lifetime Mm. in F1 history. Uh, but in terms of your overall racing, when I've gone back and watched classic races, there's not many Immelas that really stand out from the crowd for me personally.
2: The only one I can remember is 2006, where you had uh, Schumacher hounding Alonso the whole, whole end of that race. And that was really cool. And that was that kind of f- f- one of the f- earlier sort of Alonso Schumacher fights we wanted, because often it was kind of dictated, they, they didn't get to fight a lot on track. You know, there's that amazing overtake Alonso did in 2005 on Schumacher around the outside at 130R. But we didn't get a lot of that, but that Imola race was 06, I believe, or 05. Maybe it was 05.
1: Um, 06, they barely touched. It was a very unusual championship to be so close. And Mm. yet it felt like they were always, you know, but that was the era when everything was going on in the pits. It was all a strategy Grand Prix.
2: That's just it, and that's why I was always sort of surprised people were so keen to get um, refueling back because I just think uh, I just I don't I didn't I didn't like that element personally. All the overtaking would be done in the pits, as you said, and you'd, people would kind of cruise around, and then they do a really hard in lap, a really hard out lap, and it was all about total pit time, in lap, out lap, and then there'd be oh, and someone's overtaken in the pits, and it's like we want to see it on the track, and that's something that non non fuel but tire based deg does. So um, yeah, I agree with you. It was it's. it's Good season. It's O five and 06 were quite different, but uh yeah. Long story short, I think there aren't gonna be loads more tracks like Silverstone. But I take this mm. weekend Catalonia will be. That tortures the tires. Remember 2013? Yeah, Remember when yeah. and that's Lewis a lot had of to do like left a as well. four-stop race. A, now I've been overtaken by a Williams. You know, it's just he came twelfth and started second. and uh, Rosberg started on pole and came sixth, which was a phenomenal drive from him because that car could not look after its tires. And then obviously they had that uh, Pirelli tire test. And it was all okay again, but uh, the rest is history. But um, so yeah.
0: on that then, uh, in terms of qualifying. Um, any other names or stories you want to talk about before we move on? Because the only, I mean, the only only ones for me are probably um, George Russell um, again, still managing to uh, to pop it into into Q two, um, and then probably Alex Albon um actually managing to get it into q th- uh, q3 so yeah it end. was
2: better from albon i think mm. that. And, and again i don't think that i'll be set amazingly for for quali but I, once it's set for me hulkenberg p3 was Hülkenberg amazing was. Yeah. that was stunning it was really good to see us so happy for him um, gasly coming p7 again he's just what what a great performance and ahead of albon as mm. well uh and then um seb again in p12 what's going on i can touch on that a bit later in the ferrari section um and then yeah bottas getting pole that was quite a tense last lap wasn't it for mm. pole uh, mm. and good work from bottas uh, lewis had it on that first run by two tenths it looked like a big gap and then well not big but you know enough of a gap and then uh, yeah in that last run bottas really pulled out a great lap uh, to get that pole and it didn't seem to go down well with lewis did he, he was pretty uh he, yeah, he wasn't happy after that lap like, because he was pretty down about it. So, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't yeah, a bad session. He, just his, his
0: mood seemed to be a bit hmm. the usual Lewis Hamilton this weekend. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if he's got anything, but this weekend, usually in the press and stuff, he's really smiley happy, but this hmm. one he seemed to be a little bit less himself. I don't so. know if, 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 if that was just me.
2: Maybe. I mean, I, I, I will say he did take actually losing to Max really well um, yeah. coming second. He was great. He was... Fine in the Prezi because you usually go, oh, Here we go. Mm. Uh, he's going to be whining again. Um, but I think he took Born it pretty well.
0: Tires.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, but obviously, Bottas was really upset. And he has, again, we'll come to. I think he has every yeah, right has to feel right like to. that. He really does. Um, you know, I think you can just see that title, you know, starting on pole and, and coming third. That's not what he would have wanted. Um, but I suppose Lewis, I think, look, I mean, in, for his championship, that's not a bad result, is it? That's why I was surprised they were going to hang him out for that long stint. You know, if you're mm. that far ahead in the championship, you don't take risks like that, and, and they didn't, I suppose. But uh, again, we can touch on. But yeah, quality, quality, yeah, Those that's really what stood out. Uh, Keith, anything from you?
1: Uh, yeah, personally, I was just very pleased to see that it wasn't just Noah's Ark. They weren't going into two. You saw uh, you know, there was a, a big gap between the uh, Alpha Tauri's. There was a gap between the Ferraris. There was only one. McLaren in the uh, top 10 you know there was a big gap between the Renaults so it's interesting to see that there's you know, There's still space for individual brilliance and you know mm. you saw it in you know, Danny Rick clearly a lot faster over a single lap on a Saturday than Ocon. on uh, Lando continues to out-qualify Sainz which I don't think many people would have called and you know the Rather glaring discrepancy between the Ferraris, which I, you know, I think even Seb's wondering how on earth this is happening
2: yeah. yeah, and it's we'll, consistently happening now, isn't we'll, it? You're not surprised anymore yeah. when he goes that in Q2. But, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: that's just it seems mad to, to say that Sebastian
2: Vettel, four-time world champion, 53 wins, is it? Fifty? Yeah, I think it's 53, 53 wins. 53, yeah. original
1: third most in history. Yeah, remember just, that, just yeah. ahead of
2: Prost. And yeah. now he's, he's coming 12th. And I think it'd be different if then Leclerc was coming 11th, 13th, but he's not, is he? Leclerc's really I'm pulling it out of that car. <laughs> yeah Yeah. and we can i just got to be something up with that um but i think that there is a theory about what could be a part of the gap um which we can touch on in the friday section which is quite interesting i'd be like to get your guys thoughts on that
0: so on that um should i do the breakdown of the race then yeah yeah
2: Cool. I've tried a new so. <laughs> format with this one for you all so often um, I like details as you know and I like to go on and often my race reviews would even include things like "Hmm, George Russell pits on this specific lap for these tires <laughs> he's currently 15th and now he's dropped to 18th this is just the high level stuff this is the stuff we want so hopefully this is better
0: so here we go and Hem- hot solid start max jumps to p3 Seb spins, which we will talk about. Um, Lewis tries to get past a potass uh, first it Max Max does keep the mucks within his sights um, with what I presume will now be one of his most uh, famous radio calls saying how he wouldn't drive like an old lady. Um, Eleven, yeah, so, and then he put a lot of pressure um, on Lewis Hamilton in that stint as well. Uh, marks pit uh, on lap 14 and 15 with max um base, yeah was that right max yeah that is right um by lap 26 uh max has his pit stop um the Mercs are still on their first stint uh tw- lap 27 max comes in slow stop allows a potass through um which was quite a tense moment actually um yeah but then Max very easily takes him past Luffield. Um, yep. Quick one on that. Is that where they've changed the view? Because I noticed, because that's that left and then the sweeping. Well, it's, yes, that's so it where straight, it's straight, isn't it? My favourite spot. That where camera angle in. is brilliant now. It really yeah. is.
2: Yeah, they've changed it. Um, they, they, you can see sort of like a rail camera that goes across mm. that that um, hairpin. Um, but that was the turning point in the race for me where the Mercs, had their pit stops early and then max stays out and you're thinking hang on a minute that's a pit stop gap there it's quite a short pit stop mm. in in uh, pit 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 loss, 19 seconds at silverstone you're thinking max is one he's got that pit stop back he's got this that's that's an advantage there's no tire overlap it's not like he's going to pit and then come behind them and just have fresher tires and have to fight it's like he can pit and come back out in front with fresher tires he's got this in the bag uh, and he could have stayed longer on that first stint. It looked like he still had more tires. He was he was going faster than the Mercs on another set of hards. They were ripping through them. Um, yeah, that was the turning point, wasn't it really? It was, it was quite Yeah,
0: no, yeah, no, I agree. Like it was like it was the fact that his engineer was telling him to slow down, yeah, he was still pushing on. And yep. then even when the Mercs pitted, he was still pushing on. So it was clearly, you know clearly those tires still had a lot more and they life looked, in them than what the engineers thought they, yeah they look
2: fine like you looked yeah, at the max, and they had lines of blisters ruptured they looked awful they look like they're about to blow any minute you know especially on that second set that lewis had sorry his first set of hards there was a mm. patch like half the tire that just looked like it was going to go any minute max's tires look fine they still had a nice sheen to them they look good even when he came in i was just looking on the onboard and i thought those tires look fine he doesn't even look like he needs to come in but you know, they could do what they wanted. They, they had so much more pace.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, onwards, um, short stint on mediums for Max, uh, full attack. And then 33 comes in with a potass. Lewis tries to go long, but ties obviously couldn't uh, handle it or keep up with him. Um, so he came in on lap 42 and then back on P4, overtook Leclerc and potass second place. Uh, Max with a 10 second clear um you know he just absolutely owned that race it was uh yeah. it was actually really good to see like i think sometimes max gets a lot of flack for just you know his his approach to formula one but races like this is the reason why i love him being in formula one like
2: <laughs> yeah definitely he, he was he was great that race um you know really really drove it amazingly that red bull was obviously better set up as well and i just think he really drove it excellently um even that, that middle stint on the, the medium tyre, you know, the, he only did six laps on those, but he could because he'd covered the Mercs. He could do six laps and, and still come out and have it covered. It was, uh, yeah, and actually came in when Bottas did as well. That confidence mm. from Red Bull to not sort of think, oh, we'll keep him out. We've got to stretch the stint. Just, all right, cool, Bottas is coming in. Let's cover him off. You know, uh, it just, they, they had Merc, all ends up. Um, pace-wise, you know, they never looked under threat. Even when Lewis came out on that last stint and you think, let's see what he can do. He was... Mm.
0: Yeah, it just didn't have the pace. Um, uh, um, just another thing which I do want to point out. Um, yeah. the Honda unit it actually managed to keep up.
2: Yep. Yeah, you it know? looks it looks like a solid solid PU. I know Merck Merck have some quality modes mm. that it, it kind of seems that like they've got that again. Where in Q two Q three they suddenly just find like three or four temps on the straights. But um, yeah, the Honda unit, you know, that, bar that first race, yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's been has been pretty solid
0: yeah so i mean i'm wondering you know if we are getting these you know really heated hot races between Merck and red bull and they are you know just 60 laps of just them two teams just going absolutely at it i want i do want to know if the honda can survive because previously it just hasn't been able to so you know could that be a weakness for them um moving forward
2: but, just think i know it's i know it's this is their fifth season now 15, mm. 16, yeah Oh no, six seasons, sorry. But you would have never thought they'd have come this far from the first few seasons they had. You just thought they would never have done it. And now, you know, play for Yeah,
0: I mean, just fair play to Honda for just actually keeping in the sport, right? Yeah. Like, McLaren were ripping them a new one day in, day out. It was such bad press, such bad marketing. And, you know, I think, as I said in the first podcast, you know, Red Bull and Honda, just as companies, are definitely um i uh, they now bit, they're coming closer as they are like a partner, uh, are now
2: partnering yeah, well partners. you know red, red bull um, say oh we're not a works team but they they basically yeah, are with, with are. honda now and it's and are, it's yeah. great um and um it's good they've they've you know it's, they've not honda haven't let it crush them and they've they've really stuck at it you know they've not done a nissan at le mans which i always was so sad about you know they turn up with that really innovative car that just didn't work was terrible. And then rather than come back and prove that it was a good you know, concept, like, they ran away and never yeah. came back. And that's never good to see, right? And I'm really pleased Honda stuck it out. So because mm, yeah, they
0: oh my god, they must have lost millions in those first. Yeah, it was years. ruining Holy their Christ. brand. People were always joking, yeah, it was. weren't they? Oh, yeah, a Honda engine.
2: Yeah. Well you know, like it must have been really damaging, but hopefully now <laughs> it's not you know continue,
0: They're, they're really. winning <laughs> Yeah. Now
2: they're winning races with, with yeah. Honda Unit and they can, you know, champion that so
0: exactly so uh team talk Williams Mm. um Russell 18th Latifi 19th um it's the same story week in week out Russell manages the quality really good but then just the car just doesn't have the pace in the race
2: doesn't have the pace and he needs to sort his starts out like it's Mm. getting silly now I don't know what what's going on there but every race he just loses like three or four places at the start it was a thing that would happen quite a lot last year and he'd end up behind Kibitza after a start um, and it was the same again. He ended up behind Latifi on the opening lap. And I remember looking down the board and going, how's Russell down in the, at the back again? <laughs> and it's all very well. I, I really you know, respect this. He doesn't make silly mistakes. He doesn't wipe people out. He doesn't lunge like a moron. You know, I think that's great. He's got to get his elbows out a bit on that first lap because everyone's just mugging him at the moment. He's, he's, and then mm. once you get back, that car doesn't have the pace to be further up in the points. So it's going to take a rocket start and some kind of really shrewd strategy to get them up there. Um, you know, as it turned out, it looks like that they were just chewing through their tires. They, they hated it. Um, and actually Latifi ended up only six temps behind him in the end anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was not a good race for Williams, even though mm. again, Russell had a great quality.
0: Um, Alpha Romeo, Kimi, 15th, Juvennazzi, 17th. Um, did you guys hear uh, Kenny Hikinen's comment after qualifying? I think it was when he said, "We're too beep slow."
2: No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I missed he, that. He uh, he swore
0: <laughs> on live F1 TV, and they had to beep it out. <laughs> oh, did they
2: not bleep it out? Uh, yeah, they did. All right, okay,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. good. It'll, of course, it would. Right. Yeah, <laughs> think yeah, of the children.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I was going to say it'd be unusual. It just come out, but yeah, he's. Uh, he's not happy is he I, I think actually when you guys said I, uh, last week about um, you know you think Kimmy's gonna go it really did make me think actually more about that and I thought yeah I, I think I think you're right I, I don't think you'll be along past this season Willie they've got such a good driver academy in Ferrari and yeah. you know Callum Eilat had an absolutely amazing uh, couple of races this weekend uh, Schwarzman had a weekend to forget but was still top of the championship coming in I, I still did rate Eilat a bit more before and it looks like Eilat's coming through and then you got Mick Schumacher, who did crash into his teammate, um, into Schwarzman. He did apologize. He did hold his hands up. Um, so it wasn't like his father in that regard. Um, but yeah, you know, Ferrari Academy is incredible. You have got some great drivers coming through. I'd almost think you'd want to clean the slate, take Gio and Kimi out and start again. But it's always a risk having two juniors. You probably want to keep one as a guide. So...
0: And Kervanazzi just hasn't Impressed me at all this season I mean he didn't really impress me last year if I'm being honest um... No
2: it's odd he came in As a Salber. He, he, he stood in for I can't remember who For a couple mm. of races it might have been Ericsson I think or Someone at Salber. he stood in for them for a couple of races And he looked really good when he came in and practiced In quali he would then bin it I remember in China He, he bin the car um, But he did seem to have pace But yeah we just haven't seen it have we and at those points He kind of managed to fluke into in Austria Might turn out to be really yeah. valuable for alfa romeo and for him but yeah i i don't think there's not a lot to say about the car is there it just it's got no pace kimmy's probably had enough every now and then i mean again he did a one stopper he got up to 15th which is as decent as you could do with that car beat some quicker cars but yeah geo um he you know he yeah, didn't have a great start it just yeah he's not going to be out
1: there that you've got a driver of kimmy's you know pedigree nursing a one-stopper to bring it home in 15th i mean it's just this isn't why he's racing is it no no you're
2: no. right. That,
0: yeah exactly yeah. i mean yeah. i mean he he knows he's in a lower mid-tier car but he still wants to be like in the race and i think that's yeah. why he stayed at like he he's actually been at alpha for what the last two years now because he enjoys you, that midfield scrap
2: well he was last year the car was quick enough Mm. Um, to, to have a scrap and to get points. And he, he did really well and he stood out. Um, but this year it's just not, is it? He's going to struggle to score points. So,
0: yeah. So, with that, Alpha, the uh, yeah, so Alpha Tauri, um, Kvyat 10th, Gasly 11th. Gasly, um, obviously, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, he paid too early to cover Albon, uh, ruined his race. Um, yeah, they but just. But Kivyat, on the other hand, I think did fairly well.
2: Yeah, he did a great job. So it's with really, Gasly I don't know why Alpha Tari panicked and covered Albon. Maybe I mean come on, Gasly's kind of had a bit of a measure on Albon, hasn't mm. he? So and Albon said it was his hardest overtake in the race was to get past uh to get the get past um Gasly, he was stuck behind him for quite a while. Yeah, it was. Um but yeah, I, I Gasly just once he covered he had to go on a stint that was too long on those hard tires, the car couldn't do and that just kind of dropped him out of the points. Still a great weekend. Quali 7th was awesome. I wouldn't say that was really his fault for coming home 11th. It was a poor strategy. Um, but Danny Kvyat, great from 16th to 10th. You know, it's that sort of chip damage, isn't it, from uh, AlphaTauri, They just keep getting sort of ninths and tenths here and there. Like we thought at the start of the season, we said, you know, I think they'll be tail enders in the points. They're sort of back end midfield, but they are a notch above Haas, Alfa Romeo, and Williams. So they are, you know, going to be there for the occasional points when people slip up or spin. Mm. Um, So yeah, really good drive from Kvyat seeing as he's been really, um, he's been in Gasly's shadow this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, Hink
0: Hasley. I'm not sure if you um, saw in the pre-race, but he was doing uh, a little test with his trainer. Reflexes. The reflexes. Um, That, that video actually ended up on Reddit and it made it onto like the front, like uh, part of it and everything, which, wow yeah um and also on that while i while i bring up that subject um this race was actually the top trending uh thing on sunday on on reddit which is like the fourth most viewed site on earth so shows wow. you that there's a lot of people which do love f1 um especially the season and it is a growing thing so that was actually quite a cool thing to to see. Actually,
2: I think as well, it shows, isn't it? It's a non Merck win, and people, yeah, exactly. People are going to like that. You know, mm. if you really think about it, was this weekend's race better? If all the say all the cars were just unmarked, you didn't know what they were. Would it be mm. a better race? Well, no, because everyone was cruising around with these tires that were not fit for purpose on balloons. But mm. we do know the drivers, we do know the teams, and it did make it exciting. It was good to see another driver. A good to see another driver win. It's good to see another team win. Uh, I would only think. I'm not sure you'd want to see tires that aren't fit for purpose in every race. I think that would be quite a tiring gimmick quite quickly. Mm. If, you know, if that's how they're going to buck Merck, you want it to be that the teams close up. So we'll see, but it it was a great race. And I think it got people excited again. They were like, finally, Yeah, it did. It did. Um,
0: So next up has um, Grosjean 16th K mag DNF. Yeah. I mean, K mag, K mag just, I don't know what happened
2: there. Well, I, it didn't really seem to appear much on the, the stream. I can't even remember it in the race. Mm. So I, had to, I had to kind of read up on that one. Um, but yeah, he had a vibration on his tyre that got too much and he went. So basically it sounds like he just shot a set of tyres and couldn't be asked because he was near the back. You know, <laughs> do what Alonso would do, oh, car's broken, I'm coming in. Um, and Grosjean got <laughs> well, caught up in the spin. Alonso, the car's not spin. broken. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, no, it's broken. It's slow. <laughs> no, it's not broken. <laughs> um, but uh, Grosjean got caught in the Vettel spin on that mm. one, so he dropped from thirteenth to sixteenth. He said that put him in traffic, and then you know, cost him points. He wasn't going to get points. Um, but uh, it probably did cost him a bit. He did get did get did get caught up by Vettel spinning. Yeah, there's.
0: I, yeah, I mean, has I think I'll just as a team right now, they're just sort of a, a surviving the midfield. Um, they are definitely on the losing edge, I feel, in terms of the main midfield. Yeah. But,
2: we don't really have a midfield like last year, whereas like yeah. everyone was in it. every Everyone was in the midfield last year. Mm. This year, there's quite a clear back midfield front. Cass yeah. are definitely in that back group with Alfa Romeo and Williams. And trying to discern kind of Alfa Romeo and Cass is pretty difficult. They're both struggling. You know, They've both mm. got these sort of
1: Lower Don't forget uh, K. Mag left the uh, left Silverstone with two more penalty points on his license, thanks to that amateur amateur uh, re-entry onto the uh, onto the circuit when he nearly pushed Latifi into the barrier.
2: Oh, I know he nearly. I know he had an incident with Latifi, but I didn't know he got two points as well. well he got, got two
1: points for that, uh, nice. and that's you know this. We're talking about K. Mag. Was he came into F1 2014? Yeah, yeah
2: he's
0: been there a while.
1: He's yeah, there so he one. knows better than that. So that was, uh, and also. He's, he was fighting for, what, 16th on the grid uh, on the, at yeah. the moment? Like it, there's no need to, to jeopardise your you know, licence for that. That was really, really basic stuff. And uh, okay. it, he's just, he, for every great lap that he puts in on a Saturday, for every decent strategy that he makes work, he keeps having these like boneheaded moments, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I just, again, like, I, I don't like to speak ill of anyone, but how has he been in the sport he since 2014?
0: S- suck my balls. It,
2: yeah it's just it's just how has he been you know <laughs> just think mclaren replaced perez with magnuson yeah i know and i just that you know that that's all you know he was the next one and then he went oh no he's not maybe it's uh van dorn oh no that didn't work either the van dorn one did surprise me because he, he really looked like he was he was going to be big and he showed some promise but um yeah, just I I don't know. I think they've both given up, haven't they? Like Grosjean and and Magnussen. I imagine that car's rubbish to drive. They just...
0: they need to be out next year. I mean, I said that they should be out this year, and they should have got a, You know, two you know young kids who you know want to do well. I just feel yeah. K. Mag and Grosjean have just checked out at this it, point.
2: It, it could be next year. So they did have a clean out though, and mm. you know, it could be Perez and Hulkenberg there, but. That's a great driver lineup, but do you want to see him in a Haas? Yeah. You'd almost rather they go off
0: to. And would Haas do... even have the money for that, right? Well, like... I, I mean,
2: Perez brings money. Yeah, that's true. probably wouldn't ask for a lot, but you'd kind of rather see just like, I don't know, them go and try Indy. I'd love just to see Perez changed. go and give IndyCar a go. You know, he's got a big Mexican following. Love to see him in IndyCar. Um, you know, Ericsson's doing okay in IndyCar, and he was sort of a backmarker. Um I'd really like to see them try that. And Hulkenberg, just seeing him scrap at the back, he's shown this weekend he should be in a a front-running team. I'd argue he should have that Red Bull seat next year. Um, So,
0: um, I don't know if you guys know, um, I was reading an article today that Ross Bourne basically confirmed that if Lewis hadn't signed, that they would have signed him instead. And Hulkenberg.
2: What, Mercedes would have? Yeah,
0: yeah. They were desperately looking at him um so they said you know because they went okay if we can't have a number one driver with lewis we'll have a number one driver with nico uh, Nico, No.
1: imagine that you're nico halkenberg that's like going to the seat to the girl of your dreams and going to her wedding day and her saying if i hadn't met my husband i'd have dated you (laughs) uh, (laughs) yes and no because i think you have to
0: bear in mind this was in a time before lewis had won his other five worlds championships right like this was still a very young mercedes team which True, but got
1: not, got yeah. my point out. being is that uh hulkenberg yeah. you know, in an alternate timeline is oh, a 5 time yeah. world champion oh yeah right yeah I yeah know, he right? definitely
2: is and, and when when he was coming through he really stood out and rosberg stood out like i can't mm. stress enough how decent rosberg was like he he is you know he's probably just a shade under lewis and could have him he did him in 2016 engine failure and clutch failures and or not Nico had that 2016 championship and uh, having the, a team Nico would be a really strong team. They're both great drivers. Um, like you said, there's that alternate timeline where Hulkenberg, he's been so close to a top team so long. I mean, he always seemed like a perfect fit for McLaren. he never went there. He could have gone to Ferrari. Um, he's just been so close to a top drive, obviously not Red Bull. You have to go through their junior team, but Ferrari, um, Ferrari, Mercedes and McLaren have all kind of been sniffing around Hülkenberg. I really hope he comes back. It was sad that, you know, Renault just dumped him to put Ricardo in, t- in the car. Look how that's turned out. <laughs> um, you know, they'd probably be happy to have uh, been Hulkenberg. happy to have Hülkenberg. And I take Hülkenberg over Alonso all day long. Hülkenberg's oh, a yeah, really a- you know, amicable person. He really is very smart. He, he developed the car in a really good way but he won't rock the boat he won't complain and he's not coming in expecting to win world championships he'll just race really well and be happy to be in the sport I really hope he comes back I missed his character I think everyone did and it showed and he had so much support from the paddock you know yeah. Max Verstappen was really complimentary of him saying Max Verstappen said there's 10 drivers on the grid that probably shouldn't be here it's quite a lot that we can maybe do an article on who are the 10 um, but uh, he said Hulkenberg definitely deserves to be here and I agree with him he's, he's right Holkenberg. Mm-hmm should be on the grid there are several drivers that you put um and just Holkenberg look at his
0: achievements of. outside of f1 you know yeah. he was there when he oh, won well, no, sorry we were there when yeah. he oh, on with porsche you know and le mans not like i would argue le mans is still the hardest race to win out of anything
2: i think it's tough, more than I mean, you, f1. Need, you need your ducks to, you know, ducks to line up you know he had nick tandy who's phenomenal and yeah. uh, bambo with him as well uh, i can't stress how good a, a a, uh, endurance driver Tandy is he doesn't get enough credit but yeah Hulkenberg also was great he just stepped in you know how much credit has Alonso got everyone forgets Hulkenberg's done that in mm. a harder task that that was a three-way fight with nine cars but you know sadly Nissan didn't didn't join in with that fight but you had Aldi, Porsche and yeah. um, Toyota all going for it you know Alonso had it where he had a car that was in its own class it was basically like having a gp2 race and then the two mercs turning up at the yeah. front of the grid yeah literally literally just, you know, that's, it, and i'm a i'm a toyota fan i love toyota but those wins are just the most hollow thing you know losing that 2016 are. that's never that would have been a real challenge but you know by the by Holkenberg's a great driver let's really hope yeah. he gets back and i'm pleased he gave a good account of himself this weekend um i know it was a shame that he, you know we'll, we'll come on to what he did you know had um the vibrations in the tires. Had to pit late. Meant Stroll got him in the race, but he was showing better pace, better, better quality. Yeah. Imagine him, and Perez, in that team. That'd be. I mean, we know they're a great team. They've been at Force India, yeah. now Racing Point before, and they're like the best best drivers a midfield team could want, and probably good enough for front running teams as well. They're great yeah. drivers.
0: No, definitely. Um. So just on that then, uh, Racing Point. So hey. let's talk about the um, hearing first. So, uh, please feel free if I'm making mistakes um, or, you know, if I'm not saying it correctly. Um, Excuse me. Um, So, uh, Renault, um, even after the first race, uh, basically protested that the racing point was using illegal parts. Uh, originally, we thought it might be in the front um, the front uh, uh, braking system because yeah. the outside shell, um, if you look at it, it looked very similar to the last year 's Mercedes, and what Renner wanted to know is okay, are the components inside the same because if they are, then something 's up. Um, mm-hmm. I was also reading a rumour that one of the um, staff members who worked at Racing Point last year is working for Renault this year. And he's the one who basically um, tipped off the team um, and tipped off Cyril what was happening. So what was indeed happening is from 18 to 19, brake ducks were considered a non-listed part. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So for 2019, they weren't, they weren't listed part, which meant Merck could just provide the, the, the full part to them, that was completely legal. Um but obviously this year they are they are a listed so part.
0: This year, yeah, exactly. So what happened between uh nineteen and twenty is a lot more parts basically became listed, which basically meant, you know, you cannot use these parts, you cannot use the same versions, you have to make them yourself, you have to make them in-house. Now, Renault and Mercedes were doing everything right, except um, if I believe I've understood this correctly. The cutoff date was the 31st of the 12th and the brake ducts arrived at Renault on the 6th of the 1st or somewhere around that timeline. And so by that point, unfortunately racing point couldn't then officially use those parts on their car. Now the, um, the FIA found that, uh, racing point had been in breach, um, of these rules and the punishment given out was a 7.5 um, points reduction to each car in the championship and then a £400,000 uh, fine which I'm sure Stroll has underneath his sofa just yep. there, you know, I mean there's hardly anything um, some of the teams are basically disputing this again because they feel that the punishment wasn't enough um, Lance, uh, sorry, um, Senior Stroll um, has gone on the record this weekend saying that he believed that the team did nothing wrong but he did understand that the FIA were in a sort of a unique um, area because this was a clear oversight mm-hmm. on the FIA's part hence why some believe that the uh, punishment wasn't as strict as it could have been um, because there was some fault on the FIA as well because they hadn't made those rules clear um another thing which i want to point out is uh stroll senior sounds like he's from some 1940s and half year film um just by the way he talks which i thought was kind of hilarious
2: um
0: and that's about it i think
2: yeah um i agree with that he took it reasonably well i think he's pretty um he's obviously very good with his words you know you don't get that much money and be that successful without being able to sort of big eloquent, I suppose. Um, you know, and he said the FIA had done the best they could. It kind of felt like one of those resolutions where it was hard, but not really hard. And it was to try and appease everyone. But I think there's a little bit of something under this. So Renault's main push for this is because the racing point is, is ahead of them. And I think that it really is just to slow them down. But I think the reason Ferrari are getting involved in a few other teams is not actually to do with Racing Point, but it's actually to do with Merck. They want Merck to be dragged into this now. And I think a lot of people were disappointed that Merck didn't receive any penalty. They didn't receive any fines. Um, uh, Toto Wolf was really shaky in the, in the interviews. I've never seen him like it. His voice was all wavering, like he was about to cry, maybe had a bad throat. But he was really struggling. Um, Usually he has an answer for everything, but you could see that he was really struggling for words, really trying to speak carefully. I think there is worry there that they're worried they're going to somehow get caught in it. And I think that's why the other teams are upset. It's not even so much racing point. Um, obviously it can change the whole sport. If, if suddenly teams can take other listed parts, you know, has have been very quiet about this. Uh, cause you know, obviously they, they've done a lot of that in the past, but not illegally, always completely in mm-hmm. the regs, I would say. Um, but basically, I suppose Racing Point's argument is they can't unsee what they've seen. Obviously, yeah. they've seen all the it's blueprints, it. all the designs for these 2019. Yeah. They've got 668 separate drawings, apparently. But they've said, "Look, we've we've seen these things. How we you know how what are we going to do? Go well. We know that's a good way of making brakes, but we better do them differently. And that's a grey area, is it? Isn't it? How do you unsee what you've, you know, already seen? Um, well, it's already been shared. And and let's be yeah. honest,
0: you know this. The, you know the, that part you know if it had arrived you know a week earlier all of this would be absolutely fine right like yeah. it was the fact that it it was d- delivered at the racing point um headquarters you know just a week out you know just literally a week late um mm. and you know and this is and this is the crux of it you know how can those engineers unsee well what they've seen and um, you know and because and I think this is why they are still allowed to run the part um,
2: yeah, I knew there was a lot of,
0: yeah exactly because then it's like you know well, well, what you know if we take away the part what are they gonna do they're just gonna make it themselves anyway yeah um, you know it's, so it's it's a weird one
2: it's a difficult one for me as well I don't know what to think of that um, it'd be interesting to see if Merck do get dragged into it um, you know, especially when it seems that they're not going to get everything their own way this season. Now, you know, would they get a points fine? Would they get a monetary fine? I mean, with
0: with this, I just don't think it was a brute force like we will break these regs, right? This was just, you know, the FIA has said that you know, look, we have made some mistakes here, race appointment. Okay, fine. Like, I don't feel this needs to be dragged out anymore because there's 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 just no point. Like, this was just a. As i mean if if we can try and compare this to say last year ferrari were clearly breaking some rules right there's no mm. ifs there's no ands there's no right they were doing something with that fuel flow meter you know they were you know charles leclerc in D- dubai i think he like his car got caught out like they weighed it and they went you've got too much fuel here
2: mm. well i think uh you know? what, what the damage that Ferrari have done? I think people don't realise how much. I mean, it was yeah. great to see Charles Leclerc gets two wins, but that was completely through to an illegal engine. it's mm. all of those pole positions he had illegal engine? How many? You know, Ferrari coming that high in the, the constructors, which they shouldn't have. That's teams losing millions and millions of pounds. Mm. Um, there's, there's a lot of political unrest this weekend because obviously Merco are also now refusing to sign the Concord agreement. Um, I think they just feel like they're not getting respected enough. They put it. Obviously, they they don't want the budgets to be cut as much as they are. I, I'm with them when they talk about these heritage payments for Ferrari. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be very much for all teams get paid the same. If you come to F1, you get paid that. But then the prize money is where it differentiates. Uh, I really, I'm dead against the vintage uh, pay, the heritage payments for Ferrari. I think it's, it's absolutely crazy. It goes against competition and the way it's very nature uh, that. But, but there you go. I mean, it, I know it happens in all sports. The bigger you get, the more momentum you get. And, you know, it's, it's hard to stop that. But um, yeah I, I, it was a very odd weekend very kind of there's a lot of unrest you've got this racing point uh scenario rumbling on now murk getting dragged into that as well um it's, it's it'll end up going to the fia i mean uh, you know Toto wolf was talking about everyone sitting down and you know sorting it between themselves in the next 48 hours because they didn't want to get lawyers involved but they will there'll be someone who's not yeah. happy and then it'll go to you know it'll, it'll go to the fia and it'll go to that gov, you know the governing body so
0: uh, we'll Keith, see. anything from you um, before we move on?
1: Yeah, I mean, the punishment was all a bit kissing your sister, wasn't it? It was all just a horrible uh, compromise. It mm. was, uh, you know, if you punish a team, especially when you do a point penalty, you're essentially saying that you know that they're guilty. But when, yeah. you, when you give him such a sort of, you know, a measly monetary fine, and what is essentially not an end of the world, you know, 15 points, you know, that's the difference between, you know, first and third. Uh, well, not quite, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, a, it's a third
2: it, place finish they've been taken, they've been yeah, taken away it's
1: Yeah, it's not particularly stringent, despite you, you know, tacitly saying, we know that you're guilty. So I think the, the, and I think you are right. The teams are definitely they're not just targeting targeting Racing Point. They are targeting Mercedes. There's a hope that maybe they can drag them through the coals. You know, the idea that uh, the the part was delayed, you know, delivery by one week, it's a bit cute because obviously, you know, if you're yeah, if you delivered it on the 31st of December, you know, the whole intention is to copy the the design before mm. it becomes a listed part, and then you have to design your own one. Uh, so obviously, their intention was to reverse engineer it. Uh, and, you know, I think Ross Braun's been quite, again, quite clever and a bit coy, saying that, you know, copying's always been uh, a part of F1. But there's a reason why we had Spygate. There's a reason why we've had, uh, you know, double diffusers being dragged through the courts for half a season, is that there's a limit between innovation and imitation and just blatant uh, copying and blatant corroboration between teams mm, mm. and i don't think it's a good look for mercedes i think mercedes do so much good work in terms of uh recognizing the heritage of f1 and the spirit of competition that these instances just they look like a bit of a black eye and uh yeah it doesn't endear them to any casual fan
0: yeah no a really good point um but yeah, so on that, um, racing point, Stroll 6, Hulkenberg 7th. Um, I mean, we've already talked a lot about them in terms of race. Uh, anything you guys want to add? It's
1: just that yeah, Stroll I'm was. Sure that, uh, that Daddy Stroll was probably firing pellet guns at Hulkenberg's uh, front tyres.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of theories, aren't there? People were saying that. Um, you know that's why hulk had been called in but um I, I don't think so stroll like stroll's father has a lot of sway on that team but he doesn't get to decide when a car comes no, in for a no. pit stop or not no um and hulk was afterwards if if that was true he'd have been very quiet but he wasn't he said yeah we got vibration of tires i had to come in it was it was you know he, you know he's he's back he's probably not being as gentle on his tires as he was he's still he's still a bit rusty It's race one for him yeah um should be race two poor hulk but um yeah, Stroll just really got shown up, didn't it? Even though he really got lucky to, to be ahead, he was shown up. He wasn't going to get to, to Hulk without that one stop.
0: It was just the fact that Hulkenberg puts that thing in on on P3. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Qualifying is where you get to see the true skill of the driver, right? Yeah,
2: that's where you get to see that, that, way, that outright.
0: There's no excuse. It's,
2: it's just you and the car.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. just you and the car. And for him, you know, with his neck, with his, you know, just his health and his fitness not being at peak you know him uh, uh, what like a week and a bit ago he was in his like house eating tea and crumpets or something i don't know but like this is a big jump for somebody right yeah. like, you just don't jump into an f1 car like that and then put it on p3 like what
2: yeah it's uh yeah again you know stroll stroll had a great race in hungary mm. and it looked like he was kind of like he, he, he's he wasn't going to be a weak link in that car. Like he was going to be a good team player, but he just looks like a weak link now, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, and really the fact does. that he's, you know, he's still going to be in that car next year. It's going to be him uh, and uh, Vettel, likely. And yeah. you're just thinking you'd rather have Perez and Hulkenberg in there all day long. That would be an absolute. I mean, I'm, stellar I'm,
0: I'm. I mean, I have a thing. I think they'll see how he does next year, and if he is just getting trapped, then they'll be like, "No, you're out. Like, there's no point." Because at that point it will be a totally you know the team would have gone through a massive restructure rebrand they've got shareholders involved now it's
2: how much money that of how much this stroll consortium brings but mm -hmm. i think with aston martin with big corporates like that you don't get to just swing around and say what you want you know it'll be a board of directors that'll be going or shareholders going well no sorry we want two great drivers and then you know, Stroll can threaten to pull his money up, but usually with these deals, it's you, you can't just do that. You you no. sign up to pay a certain amount. So, as much as I think you know, Stroll Stroll's got a bit of coverage now. It can't last forever, and he's going to have to do better than that. Otherwise, mm. they'll just be everyone in the team will be calling for it. It'd be like when Andrea De Cesaris used to be in all these teams because he bought loads of money from Marlborough because um, of his dad. But he he was woeful. You know, it's the reason why he's called the Crasherist. Stroll isn't you know a, a crash prone, but he's just not quick enough. Mm. Uh,
1: uh, i yeah and i'd like to sort of echo what the problem with uh it was exactly the same as last week they qualified brilliantly but when it came to sunday they just didn't yeah, make they inroads no. they they stayed either where they were or they dropped back there's no reason why that ferrari should have finished ahead of those racing points for no. considering the pace that the rps had even with you know high and uh, mm. leclerc somehow (laughs) nursing that set of
2: i I do also think though they a they don't understand that car if you've copied something you don't understand they've had a high rec philosophy more down the red bull route their whole time pretty much they don't know the philosophy of that car and and, so it's not set up and b i do still think it's a little bit it's a very quick car but it's it's not this sort of you know and i was saying earlier on oh it's yeah it could be the second quickest car on the grid It's, it's not i think like you, you're starting yet. to see now it's just not because every week in week out we go here it comes podium contender and it's just not now that's either down to the drivers you can forgive hulk because he's a bit rusty stroll has no excuse now you know let's see what perez can do when he's back in it in barcelona it's a track that should really suit them again i said that with silverstone if, it, if it's got that Merck dna of 2019 that Merck was absolutely dominant around silver around uh, catalonia it's probably a second best race after uh, Paul Ricard. so we'll see how they do this weekend
0: so next up, McLaren, Lando, 9th, and Sainz, 13th. Um, I felt the McLaren sort of lost themselves t- to the race, really. They didn't really do anything. They just no, they,
2: sort of stayed where they were. They predicted a tough weekend. They, yeah. they, have, they struggle with tyre wear anyway, and they struggle with the softer compound. So this weekend was always going to kind of suck for them. Um, I think you know, Norris did the best he could. Sainz had a pretty poor race, and it was a slow pit stop cost him potential points but he was he was off the pace he wasn't looking great i mean 10th would have been a, a struggle you know, and and lando coming ninth he qualified well but yeah just yeah, they were nowhere that car looked mm. you know it was a bit of a crash to earth really wasn't it for them this weekend they certainly won't be wanting softer tires and higher higher pressures i don't think for the rest of the season because that's that's going to really hurt them
0: yeah no i agree with that uh renault um Ocon 8th, Ricardo 14th, so unfortunately, um, uh, Ricardo to me was doing
2: really well and then he spam. He did, in his own words, he did a Seb spin. Uh, that's oh, damning, oh. that was his own words, his own words as he did a Seb spin. Woo. And that's, uh, you know, he's still no love lost between those two though, he yeah, still right. you know, likes to bring that up. Um, But yeah, Danny Ray, it was a bit of an unusual race from him. You know, really good quality, qualifying fifth. That was brilliant. But then his uh, race was so good. They chucked him on the mediums for his second stint. And we all know that tire just wasn't fit for the race. Mm. You wanted to be on him for six laps, like Max was, and then get shot. Um, And he was stuck on him for the middle stint. Ocon managed to get it right. You know, he, well, not him personally, their their strategy. Um, And then he had a long stint on the hards. Really good performance. He was one of the few to do a one-stop, I uh, believe. Um, uh, along with uh, uh, Leclerc and Kimi um, and yeah kind of Ocon felt like he had his swagger at the back of it didn't yeah. he you know when yeah, he was in the pit that. lane he, he took and, and again he got penalised in quality but that's not his fault that's your engineer to tell you someone's coming back out you know so I, I, I wouldn't really blame him for that penalty he deserved it but I wouldn't say that's his fault um, Yeah, I was pretty harsh on Ocon early season saying he can forget Merck but that was a better performance. He's still not on Danny Rick's level and I would argue he needs to be if he wants that Merc seat. He needs to do something pretty special. But Russell having a bit of a, you know, poor race and Ocon having a good one, it's always going to help him, I suppose. But uh, yeah. yeah.
1: I'd like to point out that I think the low-key funniest thing that happened all weekend was when uh, Max Verstappen was trying to uh, overtake a backmark marker Renault and he asked <laughs> his engineer, who is that in front of me? Is it Rick or is it Ocon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was concerned that if he has to get round Ocon again, is he just going to get punted off like in Brazil? Uh, yeah, I just thought that was like just su- a surprisingly funny thing. I know that everyone's talking about the banter that he's had with his team, but I just thought that little subtle. I thought that was really funny.
2: Yeah, that he uh, there's no loss love loss between Ocon and uh, Verstappen. That goes back to karting, doesn't it? That's really funny. I didn't know that. That's that's really cool. Um, <laughs> He probably worries every time he has these flashbacks, is when that Brazil PTSD, win was stolen? Right? <laughs> and, and this would have been worse. I mean, having that Brazil win stolen from him was, was really, that hurt a lot, I imagine, because, you know, it, that was, Merck had already kind of sealed everything up, but it was another win. But I think it would have hurt this year because, you know, we're saying this might be the only sniff of a win. Um, not so sure now, though. If they change the tyre compounds, you'd think Red Bull will be getting quite a few more wins yet.
0: Yeah, wait and see. So, Ferrari, um, Leclerc, 4th, Vettel, 12th. Uh, as we've already said, Vettel has Penella again. P12 yeah. on the first lap, like first corner, right? Like yeah, first corner
2: yeah. spun on his own. No reason to do it. I think he got a wheel on the the the, the tire and it sort of lost it. Yeah, it yeah. felt like it felt like um, you know when well, like when I play Gran Turismo, I'm, I'm rubbish. So sometimes I'll come out of a corner and go ooh ooh, ooh and just wiggle off and hit a wall yeah. because I'm yeah. not very good. Um, it just felt like a kid playing Gran Turismo. What What was that? You know, that was an absolute joke. Um, just spinning for no reason. And then he said, I can't believe the strategy robbed me of points today. It's like, yeah, probably not. Spinning might help you out as well. Can't stick up for him. I always try and stick up for Seb. No, but, I, mean, I've,
0: I've, I stopped sticking up for Seb after, uh, yeah, after 2017. Yeah, after 2017, when I
2: said he should have been
0: sacked. Then after smashing into Kimi Raikkonen at Singapore and losing the championship, like. Well,
2: I just think, uh, yeah. I mean, he did 10 laps on a hard stint, and then 20 on a medium. Yeah. Ferrari's strategy was awful for him, but I probably, they probably just didn't care. They were probably really focusing on Leclerc and everyone else. And oh, Seb's in the race. Should we bring him in? <laughs> oh yeah. Do you guys want to practice? Do you want to change some tires? Yeah, go on and bring Seb in. You know, I just think they. They've completely checked out. It's like when um, you know someone's in their notice period at a job. They've they've checked yeah, out, and, know, right. and Seb Seb's checked out. Um, I think that Shaw um, was awesome. I think you know having a thirty-four lap stint on the hard's it's really impressive. And again, he just keeps appearing in these places. He's slow, he's not too arrogant.
0: Slow and steady wins the race. And yes. let's not forget, like his his setup was. Hansa uh, uh, wasn't it? So that probably explains why he wasn't just torching his tyres.
2: Well, he had the same. So, him and Seb, so Ferrari have come with this T tray rear wing. I mean, you can see it mm. when cars go, when, when Lewis went around the clay. He was like, what is this T tray rear wing? Um, but Ferrari have gone for this really low downfall setup. Um, so because they know they've got a big engine deficit. So they went for a really radical approach, almost like they sort of, said, Monza, more sort of spa spec car. Now that means in the corners that car has got not much downforce. It's going to understeer quite a lot, but Leclerc really has seemed to be able to to make it work. And obviously, a car mm. that understeers often can look after its tyres because you're not you're not you know pointy scrubbing. Yeah, and yeah. scrubbing them. But um, it just doesn't work for Seb. We know Seb needs a, uh, a what what do they call it? A sharp front end. Um, mm. You know he needs. He needs a car that he can turn in the way he wants. It needs to feel the way he wants. And a lot of that comes from front end feel. Him and Kimi have that similar thing. Um, but it's all about that sort of front wheel front end feel, which is why when Ferrari went to a pushrod suspension, him and Kimi were like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Like, we don't, we don't like this. Um, but it seems that Charles has been able to adapt to it, but it really exasperated that in Silverstone. Seb couldn't adapt to it at all and that's why he's nowhere and then he had two weekends of that I'm surprised they didn't just go fine we'll go with a higher downforce spec for, for Seb you know and let him lose the pace on the straights because overall he was just losing so much time mm-hmm. um, but I think that, that that was partly why he's been so poor as well uh, Keith
1: yeah I mean behind two Alpha Tories uh, I'm surprised he kept Carlos Sainz behind him uh, but that, because I think you know, for a long while I think science was about you within, within a second of him, and I figured that science would just at one point blast past him in a sort of rather horrible vision of the future of science getting climbing into his seat next year. Mm. Um, it was uh, it. It's a real shame because I think after Vettel was sort of unceremoniously dumped, uh, there was a lot of goodwill and a lot of people saying, how can you possibly treat a four-time world champion like this and you know somebody that who is maybe not necessarily university liked, but certainly university respected. Uh, and unfortunately, Vettel's not really proving Ferrari wrong. I think we all sort of thought he'd come out um, like a house on fire, reading yeah. tickets to Charles, prove that he was you know, just as fast, but it's, it's just the opposite, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you expect Charles to outperform his qualifying performance and you expect Seb to unfortunately match it because, you know, he's qualifying 12th and finishing 12th. Like that's, you know, it's, it's the reverse Albon, which is you know at least Albon, you know he'll tumble down the grid, but he'll eventually drag it back up again. Whereas I don't know, Seb just gets anchored in in the midfield and just sort of sits there until the checkered flag, and it's very disappointing.
2: Yeah, it's a shame. I remember in our, our pre-season show, I was you know that I mentioned mm. that I said I think Seb's going to come out swinging. He's got no pressure now. He's got none of this sort of hang-ups thinking about championships. He's just going to go for it, and I really want to see him get a final win this year. But yeah, I agree with you, Keith. It's just, it's really hard to defend him. Like I said, I, I always defend Seb, uh, you know, I, I, maybe not in the Red Bull days. I got a bit tired Why? of him winning everything. But he's, he's, he's a driver of our age. And like I said, I, 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 I find it really hard. I think with F1 drivers, you have to follow them because you like their drive style and you like what yeah, they do, yeah. right? Most of them are, you know, spoilt rich kids. That's, there's no game okay around it. They, You know, that's just who they are. They don't, you know, that's how they act. But Seb, even though he can be a little petulant baby behind the wheel, behind the camera he's actually a quite a pleasant person i think yeah, no, and, I and, I, and i i i i respect that I, I love that he doesn't get embroiled in all this sort of fame and he's a family person that's what he cares about i don't know That's a thing I, I genuinely like about him and it's good to have what i really respect as well is he really cares about the heritage of the sport lewis pretends he does he'll be like yeah i remember when i watched my eight and center video and he watches these races with over and, and over do again. that. and, and he goes oh else. wasn't that blast season but yeah. He would. He doesn't really care about the heritage of F one. He says he does, but he's not. He doesn't really often. He'll go. What oh, was that? That race? That race. He doesn't even remember a lot of his own races, but he enjoys it. I'm not saying he doesn't love F one, but he's not there for the heritage. Seb is. He cares about the heritage. He, he loves the heritage of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, how can you defend his driving? It's just it's just comical now. I can't even count his spins anymore. You know, there was yeah, that no, funny video, kind of. someone that used the F1 theme played on a really like out of tune flute of all of Seb's spinning videos, but that'd be like a whole film now and you just get bored of it. It'd be like a two hour epic. So it's just, yeah, he, he can't come soon enough. Can it him leaving Ferrari? It's just yeah. it's toxic. Um, yeah, it is. And I, I can't help but get the feeling something's going to happen before he goes. I mean, they dumped Prost out half season. And at this point, why don't they? I don't see why they don't just go, do you know what? just go well, well, you know, I but... think, well who do you put in it that's the problem well that's the problem isn't it you're right i mean do you go hey alpha give I mean, us the,
0: like like the the only way i could see that happening is if all of the ink has dried on ricardo going to mclaren yeah. right and then you've Science got going signs to going to ferrari and then you've got like Perez going to where he needs to go and vettel going to racing point like the, yeah. the only way that happens if the ink has dried for all of them and if and if one of them hasn't then it's not
2: happening yeah the other thing, i mean the only way you could do it I, I, as well and you don't think you'd want to is you go all right cool kimmy you go hop back in the ferrari would he want to he's quite he close step. He to step he might yeah. look at that and go i don't want to go in that car but they you know whatever maybe you hop him up but then do you really want to hamper the f2 seasons of ILOT schwarzman or uh, Schumacher in my opinion that would be a really bad call they're still developing they've still got a lot to learn don't mm-hmm. chuck them in an F1 car yet you, you know, don't do what they did to Gasly give them a chance to, to really finish I think F2 is such an important step only you know, drivers like Max Verstappen can just skip it and seem to be fine most drivers need that step in F2 it's a really tough you know, hunting ground there um, and it's hard to graduate from there I don't think you'd yeah. want to pull those drivers out so they're stuck with Seb you're right unless this they road, went
1: who's to- Rose reserve driver at the moment
2: i don't actually know it Chief might be Nancy, i think is it geo
1: yeah okay. uh, yeah I it, are we sure it's still not Luca badara or mark janet
2: <laughs> no you think it would be it's just been forever hasn't it, it seems uh, they
1: were just at that team for like all my life
2: yeah no i don't think it is that that was uh yeah they were there for a long time um i mean i don't know if they kept badara after 2009 they probably didn't after that but um yeah, I, I think you I think you might be right. I know they had Jev for a while, so I don't know if Jeff is still on their books. Um obviously he's doing formulary. Um but I think yeah. I mean you could yeah. I suppose ask Hulk, but then would yeah. Hulk want to go there?
0: I don't know. Yeah, it depends.
2: But anyway,
0: uh Red Bull, uh Max first, Albon fifth. Um finally, Albon getting into a decent position, but he's still qualifying bad. Um but we are starting to see the, the, that little improvement, right?
2: Yeah, I think he's unlucky for him this year that the front of the midfield is quite closer to where Red Bull are. So like mm. racing points and even Renaults and McLarens can get in those tyre places that he just can't at the moment. Um, it was a great race from him again, wasn't it? A really good race. You know, he, he can overtake. He doesn't hang about, you know, he, and I think that's what the Red Bull didn't like about Gasly is Gasly couldn't... Just- couldn't overtake. He'd just get caught up in the midfield and that would be that. He wouldn't make any progress. His his album can overtake, but it's got to be something about quality.
0: clean as well. Like he got some really good clean
1: passes. Yeah, he had
2: some good overtakes and they were hard people to pass, you know. He he had a great race. Um, This
1: this weekend.
2: Yeah, this this weekend he had. I mean, I think...
1: Yeah, because like last weekend was not quite the same thing, was it?
2: No, it, this thing, it wasn't. Um, so this weekend it was. I think, I, I do think generally the Red Bull was the, the class of the field this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was. That's not to take away from Max's victory. He drove an amazing race. But the Red Bull was certainly the class of the field. It could keep those tyres going. Everyone else was blistering them, rupturing them, and having to slow down and protect. Red Bull weren't. They, you know, everyone was having to lift in the high-speed corners. Red Bull weren't. Um, but the things with Albany, he needs to rediscover his quality pace from F2. You know, apparently he has a record for three f2 poles on the bounce um he's a really good qualifier in f2 not as good a racer but a decent qualifier he needs to rediscover that form he's got to get closer to max to have Mm. a chance because at the moment he he should be disrupting the mercs he should have been up there in that front fight but he just he wasn't you know he's he's doing damage limitation every weekend um but you know i know that red bull are you know really sticking by Alban, but then we saw helmet marco talking to gasly on the grid who knows i don't know mm-hmm. if they give gasly another chance but i don't know if Gasly. Ooh, gasly
0: want it. yeah i think i think we sort of wait and see on that aspect don't we um i mean so i know we've talked about red bull quite a lot already um so probably not much point going into some again here but just on the notes here um it's a bit early to ask but i'm going to ask it anyway yeah Do we think we've got a title um, fight on our hands between Max and Lewis?
2: For me, I'd want an announcement first on what's going on with the tyres. If Pirelli suddenly come out and go, we're bringing softer compounds to every race with higher pressures, then yeah, definitely. It'd be hard because that's a big gap. 30 points is big. yeah, But um, it'd be doable. Because I mean,
0: all that needs to happen is Lewis's engine blows up or, you know, he runs off wide and, you know, Mm. without the points, like it's not, It's not just an impossible mountain's climb, is it? I don't think so. It's still doable.
2: But if Pirelli are going to keep with compounds that actually match the circuits we're going to, then you'd probably say no. Mm. And this is one of their wins. It wasn't a fluke win. I mean, they often don't. Often, remember, end of the season, Red Bull will get some wins on genuine pace. This race actually reminded me a lot of sort of Mexico, um, where they were just way quicker. Merck would never touch them there. Sort of like Singapore, sometimes you just go, that's a Red Bull track. They've won on pace, but it just suits their car. This is mm. kind of again, it suits their car. Merck tends to have a lot more, you know. Remember, I was saying a Merck car just has no weakness. Well, it does now. We've discovered, isn't it? It's with tire management <laughs> in hotter conditions. Weather. Yeah. And um, but I think as well, having the pressures higher, that you know, Lewis is saying he's driving on balloons. They're, they're they're difficult to manage. But the the Red Bull is obviously a lot kinder on its tires. So it depends on that. I think if 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 we're going to see softer tires more, Pirelli and, and FIA are going to decide that Red Bull win this year then yeah mm. definitely you, you could see it uh, and Max is always going to be a driver that can take the fight and even in a car that's a bit off you'd you, you know, say he's a challenger
1: mm. I've, got okay. a, I've, yeah. I've got a few points on, uh, on Red Bull first of all yeah Albon was 9 tenths off Max in qualifying and I think it looks great like I said before when you, when you do a bunch of overtakes in midfield it looks great you've got some highlights for the YouTube clips and such but it's more beneficial for Red Bull if he qualifies yeah. high, stays yeah. high, disrupts Mercedes, you know, plays spoiler to the racing points, whoever's going to be the third fastest team that weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it looks great. And yeah, I admit that Albon did do some very clean passes. I think the one on Gasly hanging it around the outside was very impressive. Uh, but he needs to sort out his Saturdays. Secondly, uh, I, as uh, as Jake touched on earlier this uh, this podcast, I was so impressed with the courage of Red Bull's convictions to short stint Max in the middle stint, yeah. Because I thought for sure that when they pulled him in, I thought, oh, what are they doing? That surely they've got to you know go as long as they can on those mediums and then switch back to the hard's and then you know have a shorter stint than. But no, they had enough courage in their pace that they'd be able to match Bottas and get past him. And so, all respect to. Red Bull for realising that they had at that day the faster chassis and to actually let Max just drive the wheels off it so that was that was pretty you know, special from them and finally uh, I think was it Ross Braun came out today and said that uh, Verstappen reminds him of uh, Michael Schumacher by saying that when he's in a car the car no longer has limits and that's heady mm. praise from somebody who engineered was it five of uh, you know, he engineered all of Schumacher's yeah, championship, he did. didn't he? yeah so yeah that is heady praise yeah it
2: is and i I mean max is that level of talent he's probably just got to wait for lewis to get out of that Merck um to have a shot at at getting some records himself he's a phenomenal driver um he really is and uh yeah he's he's really driving the wheels off that red bull um it's, it's whether he's gonna think he'll try it with Merck or 2022 are Merck gonna get fed up and is he gonna go somewhere else are red bull gonna be that team who knows but uh yeah, I agree. It was good to see, you know, Red Bull haven't lost any of their operational shrewdness, have they? They still know how they, they usually are strategically, in my opinion, the strongest team on the grid. Uh They just, they just usually have, you know, they try new things, they give it a go and they just, they're always very solid on strategy. It's very rare. They make a poor call. You know, their pit stops are slick, quick, reliable. Um, And it was just, you know, Great! They weren't trying any odd, odd strategy to kind of fluke a win. They just won. They they almost did a Merc. Where they're like, "Well, oh, we'll just do whatever strategy we want, and we'll cover them off, and off we go." It was yeah, impressive.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like uh, the, this, this was seeing that team in their strongest, which I've not seen them for a long time. Um, yeah, which is good to see again. So finally, Mercedes um, Lewis second, Potas third. Let's tackle otas first um obviously qualified on p1 um ended up uh, in p3 obviously as we spoken about because of the raw pace of the red Bull. yeah um but then also um he called out the team as well you know he felt that he got a little bit screwed over
2: yeah um i'm not surprised he feels that way mm. to be fair i think uh he- have the edge on Lewis this weekend in that first stint. Lewis was he right on the start, Lewis was on him in lap one, like last year. But then he just didn't have the pace that he dropped off. He chewed his tires up more in that first stint. Um I mean sitting in obviously Bottas's dirty air and both cars struggling probably didn't help. But then Bottas had that scenario last week and he did say that uh, without with being in clean air he felt he could have actually had Lewis he had better pace. And it felt like he probably had better pace this weekend as well. Um and yeah, his, his strategy was just a bit of a nothing, wasn't it, really? It yeah. was just a bit of a, let's just get to the end. You know, with Lewis, they gave it a go. They actually used Bottas's tire data to, sit, to keep Lewis out longer, which I'm sure will go down great with Bottas. Um, but still, I think you've kind of got to push some of these scenarios and drive it, and it, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why it feels like I mean, at the end of the day, it's the, it's the team that calls the shots. But how many times have we seen Lewis go, no, I'm staying out longer, or you know, it, yeah. It, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying. I again. I think, yeah. Merck probably took their ball to bought their eye off the ball a bit with Bottas, but I'd they kind like of had to to say accept-
1: that. Uh, I think Bottas's criticism is of a man who just got signed a new contract. Yeah. I think if he hadn't signed a new contract, he might have been a little bit more reticent and a bit more reserved. But I think he's feeling a bit bullish, and I think he knows yeah. that uh, he's got every right to criticize, and he knows that he's going to be there next year, and he doesn't have to sort of play too nice and yeah they did they did screw the pooch on him this weekend he, there's no reason why he should have, have finished at least second mm. no,
2: no I, I agree with that i mean how long is it before Merck have to start picking a number 1 i mean if it gets to a point where red bull is quicker they're going to have to and i think bottas I mean
0: like i've I mean, this is what I said in 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 our sort of pre-season podcast. You know, if if it comes down to Lewis and him and they and they are on equal points, they choose Lewis every time because, it, like him breaking Schumacher's record, that is history for the brand. I mean, that makes mm. that makes um, as ads AMG, you know, as. You know, just, just, just in terms of the history books, right? Like it, it puts them on the map. It, like they will forever be one of the. I mean, yes, they, yes, they are now, um, but they will be forever. You know, one of the greatest teams in F one, well, and unfortunately, that's be... just the. You know, that is just how things are right
1: now. You know, Lewis has got six world titles. It would be the greatest partnership of team and driver. Yeah that they had ever seen and that's i think what they're going for you know as synonymous as we remember schumacher in a ferrari they want us to remember, remember Lewis, and lewis ferrari. In yeah. yeah yeah
2: um and, and also you've got the, the kind of fact that i think lewis has like 37 points on bottas now as well yeah exactly. he's only got 30s so for stappen second in the championship now for stappen has got 30 so i think there's only going to be so long before they go we let our drivers You know, we let our drivers drive before you get a Valtteri. This is James. Uh, I don't think we're too far from getting one of those, to be honest. They need to, they'll they'll want to put it to bed pretty quickly. Um, Mm. But yeah, I can see why Bottas felt down. I think, you know, Lewis didn't look all there this weekend. You know, he's a bit off in quality. He didn't like the setup. Um, Did well to hang on to that second stint. It seemed the car came back. Those tyres looked dreadful. I was surprised they kept him out that long. Mm. I was surprised they were thinking about doing a one-stop because he just thought, if you want to protect your championship lead, why are you risking that? You know, mm. if it, and at worst he was going to come out, end up third, <clears throat> you know, lose three points to Bottas, get fastest up, lose two points to Bottas, still keep his big lead. But um, yeah, it seems that they kind of did bail out of that one. They wouldn't have got that anyway. Bottas, uh, I'm sorry, Verstappen's pace was such that he would have caught, you know, Lewis, he kept holding back that 10 seconds gap to try and save his tires, guessing that Lewis would pit, but then obviously they got fed up. And in the end, the you know, radio saying to Max, step up come on let's close the gap and i think that's when Merck realized yeah we we don't have the pace that they you know max suddenly just took a second out of him um but yeah uh it was you know lewis couldn't have won on a one-stop i don't think you know there's a weakness found now that Merck. they don't like the hot temperatures they don't like the higher pressures they don't like the softer compounds but where do they go now you know are 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 pirelli going to do this now as and you could argue as well that Merck have a second lap advantage over quality they have a little bit they can dial back to set up for the race but there's only so much you can do to set up the tyres. You know, you can dial some more understeer in. Well, this uh, is
0: the other thing. Like uh, next race, n- n- sorry, next race. I'll try that again. Um, that's when we usually see, you know, the big upgrades come along. And if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be seeing another lot of big upgrades. Oh, I mean, I don't think the match has received any big updates this season, has
2: it? Not season, because most people are just, you know, they have given up their focusing on 2022 now. Yeah. Um, so there will be some. I think Merck will work really hard this week. They'll come up with something, I imagine. And I think Toto's right in saying usually when Merck are backed in a corner, it's when they bite back the hardest. Mm. You know, look, when they then suddenly won Singapore the next year, they went there in 2018, which was a shock. When that car shouldn't have been anywhere or you know mexico when lewis won in mexico last uh, was it was 2019 i believe it was last summer last year 28 yeah it was last year and that was just not a mercedes track they were always awful there lewis was always way off the pace and then they turned up and actually won if they look at the data they could be pretty nasty Lewis is usually really strong in Spain. You know, he's mm. he, the last few years he's been unbeatable there and the Merck's been unbeatable. He, he won by 20 seconds, you know, in, in twenty eighteen, and he was pretty dominant last year. The Ferraris were miles off them. So it's a track they like, and they're running the first week Silverstone compounds. It's gonna be hotter. I think they're gonna be a bit edgy. They're not gonna be pushing really hard, but you know, Red Bull will give it a good go. But you'd feel that Merck would um maybe be alright this weekend you'd think for them but red bull is certainly service, going to be
0: good. Re- service uh, resumes as normal huh
2: i think could be i mean the yeah. only thing that stop them is the heat but they no. will have that harder compound and they love they love catalunya as a track mm. they really like so it's a track lewis likes as well exactly and, but it's also a track that max likes you know he got his first win there so yeah.
0: that's that's a good point uh keith any closing points from you uh
1: i think that the worst thing that can happen for the casual fan or even the sort of hardcore fan is that next weekend we get mercedes just disappearing off into the distance i think it there's a there's a risk that this could be a false dawn that this was just a perfect storm of you know tire pressures tired deg ambient temperature a track that suits the red bull and their high rake systems it could all be that this was just the the one-off this was the 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 one race that wasn't won by McLaren in '88, that this was you know this mm. was the the uh, outlier. I hope yep. I'm wrong. I would dearly love to see a more competitive you know final two thirds of the season or however much of a season we've got left. Uh, and I think if you're going to have anybody even with as much of a disadvantage as Red Bull will still have, I think if you give Max a sniff, he's going to definitely go for it. Mm. Uh, I still think that it's between. Lewis and uh, Valtteri, and I think it's still Lewis is to lose. But as long as Red Bull can, you know, bloody their nose every once in a while, I think we'll all be pretty pleased with that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it happens. We've had it in previous seasons. It's the end of the second half of the season where Red Bull really turn it on and actually often become the quickest car. Um, but I really hope it's not a false dawn too. I hope this isn't a Singapore or a Mexico that's just kind of been thrown in early. And it's been an odd set of circumstances. Exactly as Keith said, I I really hope this is a sign of things to come. Does make me feel a little bit like 2013 when Lewis won that Hungarian Grand Prix just before the summer. And you think, you know, we're going to get a title race now. He was like 42 points off of uh, Seb, but people were saying, yeah, he's going to mount a title challenge now. I remember in all the media and then, you know, the rest is history. Seb went on to, to, you know, nine back-to-back victories. So, um, yeah, let's, let's hope we get a good race this weekend.
0: So on that, uh, we are off to Spain uh, for the yep. circuit of uh, Catalonia, uh, which is the... Uh, I'm trying to think. What's my earliest memory of Catalonia? I think it's probably Forza because I think it was in the earlier Forza
2: motorsport games. Mine was Toca Touring Cars. Uh, Toca Touring uh, yeah. Cars is a great game. Uh, that was with that really know, realistic so damage model on the, on the PS1. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was a good, it was on there. Um. Yeah, it's a cool track, it's the first one. Well, it's a cool track. I say that it usually produces pretty boring races, actually. Um, but let's hope that's not the case this weekend.
1: It could mm. be Valencia. It could be far worse.
2: Oh, don't. Oh, I mean, everyone always goes on all the Alonso fans, don't they? know, oh, Valencia 2012. It was the best race. And I'm like, it was Valencia. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It could be that. Areth was okay. I don't really remember any racing there. To be fair, but um, I know we used to test there a bit. But um, yeah. So, yes, first race in 91. Um, Lap lap records by Daniel Ricciardo in 2018. That interested me. So, it's quite an old one. That's one that wasn't Mm. taken last year. Um, And, obviously, we know it's the testing track, don't we? It's where they go winter testing. Um, It's, you know, 16 turns. You've got that fast opening sector with the sweeping right-hander, that long sweeping right-hander where Alonso did that great overtake on Lewis in 2013. Um, But sector three is where they check their Monaco setups in testing. That's where you know what cars are going to be good. Around Monaco and slow speed turns, it's a really weird track. It's a real compromise setup. You have a, you know, you can set up with loads of downforce to be quick in sector three, but then you get mugged on the straight. So it's it's a bit like Spa, where it's a compromise setup. You don't get, you're not, you know, there are sectors where you will be weaker. Um, yeah, Max got his first win here in 2016, pastor Maldonado won here in 2012, um, and obviously 96 is Schumacher's first win for Ferrari. That amazing win in the wet. And then 91 Senna v Mansell, that iconic scene where they're both side by side going down the straight. Nothing between them. The vortex is going off. Such a cool, and they're going so far side by side. It's a great, great shot that. Um, it's really punishing on tyres. I mean, just remember 2013 when Merck had, like, Lewis did a four-stopper, and, and it they, you know, they hated it. You know, maybe they'll get back this weekend. But Lewis does have the most win here, wins here of the current crop. Kimi has two. Lewis has four. 14, 17, 18, and 19. So, you know... It'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah. So on that, um, lastly, as we always do uh, predictions, Jake, yours.
2: So, I'm, you know, I always try and be a little bit different. I'm going to say that this carries on. I'm going to say that Max takes it again. I know it's easy to get carried away when you get one sort of freak result in Verticomics, <laughs> but I'm going to say Max Lewis Bottas. And then, then once that happens, I think everyone's going to say Max has already won the title. That's my prediction.
0: Okay, um, oof. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lewis Max a Potass. So I think Lewis might just be able to pit Max, but yeah. And then Keithy,
1: uh, I'm gonna go Lewis Max Leclerc. I don't Ooh. know why. There's got something in my water that says that Potass something's going to happen to him. I don't know if he's just going to get over aggressive in the first lap or if he's going to try and cover off Max or he's going to have a bad qualifying. I don't know why. I just think that there's usually like Mm. one race a year where Bottas completely just screws himself. And Mm. I feel like it might be coming up. I think he's starting to feel the pressure in the championship because he hasn't finished ahead of Lewis since day one. And I think he's going to start to feel it soon.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good point i didn't even think of that it's been that long i mean i know i predicted for last race bottas uh bottas lewis max and at the start i was thinking yeah 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 i can't wait to talk about my accurate prediction and that's obviously why all this craziness <laughs> happened so uh, now i've said max will do it he's you know that's dnf lap one maybe, maybe he will collide with bottas and yours will come true keith that he's going to have a bit of a mare but you are right he always just seemed to have that one race where he's off but then so does lewis you know for every one of his awesome wins well not for everyone but each season he usually has like a Sochi 2018 or a, you know, a Mexico here or there I mean, where he just you, off the pace.
0: C- could we sort of argue that he's already had that with the first race when he finished fourth or
2: is that? Could do, but he still had the pace there. Yeah. You know, yeah, in, he, he still had the pace to win, you know, he cut Bottas' lead massively. He just mm. got caught up with, you know, the safety car came out every other lap because it was a bit windy or the crow was in the vicinity. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see this weekend. I hope we have a close race. Um, and it'd be really cool to see Red Bull putting more pressure on Merck. Because that's the only way they're going to crack. You know, if they're allowed to turn their engines down and cruise around, they're going to get through this season mm. cruising around. So let's, yeah, let's yeah,
0: see no, what happens. Right. Okay, cool. Any last things from you, Keith?
1: Uh no, just to say that I think that this weekend was another highly captivating race, and that's a whole season so far of races that have keep kept me engaged from yeah. uh, start to finish. So I think this has been a
0: very good season. Yeah. Well, with
1: that. On track so far, I think it's been excellent.
2: Yeah, sure. I'd agree with that. I think even if you look at the results, you know, Lewis does have a 30 point lead. You'd think, well, that's already over, but I think it, we still have had some great, great races and it's racing through the field. Um, and a lot of intrigue off of the track as well. It's been, there's always a bit of politics, but it's mm. really ramped up this year, hasn't it? It's because everyone's been cooped up inside. Everyone wants a, <laughs> wants a Barney, whether on the track or off. So,
0: Some things in Formula One, even on its first year to its now 70th birthday, things just never change, right?
2: Nope, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yep. So
0: on that, um, happy half day to Formula One. Um, Thank you for joining us once again. And we will see you next week for the Spanish Grand Prix. Um, So take care, stay safe, and don't forget to follow us on social media at Glowing Breaks F1. So take care and see you guys then. Bye. Can't wait. Bye-bye.